What are the habits and mindsets that help students succeed in school, relationships, careers, and life in general? Summit Public Schools in both California and Washington State have been working on this question since they first launched in 2003. Called Habits of Success, students at Summit spend time each day exploring and practicing research-based habits like self-efficacy and resilience. And now, as part of the Assessment for Learning Project initiative, Summit educators are digging into how to authentically assess students' development with these habits in a way that lets kids know themselves better. We visited one of Summit's schools, Summit Tamalpais, in Northern California, to see how they were doing things differently with habits of success. Summit Tam, as they call it, opened its doors in the fall of 2016 with a founding class of seventh graders and now serves close to 240 seventh and eighth grade students. This class that we welcomed this fall came from 13 different elementary schools. That's Abby Riddenauer. Executive Director of Summit TAM. We consider our diversity a huge opportunity here at our school uh, as a way to really build relationships among students across lines of difference and help students dig into their own identity and think about how does their identity really shape who they are and what they want to contribute to the world someday and what they want to contribute to our community here. Habits of success are weaved into all parts of the learning experience at Summit TAM but specifically during a class called Habits, Community, and Culture, known as HCC, where they spend time building community, developing these habits, and working with mentors. Teacher Iris Lopez explains. So the Habits, Community, and Culture class, we've been iterating on it for a few years, but the main idea is that if we're saying we're committed to habits of success for students, it's important for us to carve out time where they're explicitly doing that and thinking about what skills do I have with communication, with controlling my emotions, with my time, and working through that now with your mentor. For like adolescents, like it matters that they're seen, it matters that there's someone advocating for them and that they feel cared for, like they belong like they can be successful. At Summit Schools, one whole day a week is dedicated to spending time in their mentor groups, where mentors check in with each student and find out where they are, how they're feeling, and try to build a community or culture of support among that group. At Summit TAM, this happens on Wednesdays, the day we visited the school. Students sat quietly in groups, doing their personalized learning time, mostly on tablets, reading, or studying. The atmosphere felt very relaxed, and kids were engaged in their own work. Earlier that morning, they began the day with circle time. The first hour of the all-day mentor day begins in the structure of a circle, doing mindfulness, breathing, and focusing on being present, aware of where you are and who you're with, then checking in, asking the students, how are you doing? Next, says Iris Lopez, they're working through what they call phase work. With phase work, the idea is we want them to work on habits of success. Part of that is community. And in community, thinking about how can we connect to each other. So for example, the first thing that we're going to have them do is called a face test. And that means they have to say everyone's name in our circle. So my group, 21 names, and one interesting thing about them. After that, have appreciations for each other, and then closing out our circle. While this is not always easy for the kids, says Miss Lopez, 
It is an important part of what needs to happen to keep them on the path to success. Everyone I checked in with in my mentor group, like, that's a real need. It's very weird to think of middle school and, like, them expressing their emotions and needs because that's, like, when they can't. <laughs> but the fact that that is a need, that's why they're like, oh, like, I'm looking forward to being able to do this in circle. So it's a good reminder of, like, even though it's hard for them, it doesn't mean they don't want to do it. <laughs> they just need support from us on how to. Kennedy and her classmate Donovan, both eighth graders, explain what this circle time means to them and why it's a good thing. We just get to learn like more about each other. We get to listen to other what people are what other people's feelings are. We get to support them on that. And then also we just support each other as a community. Like it once we have those, it brings us closer together, which is like good. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but I just kind of like it because it's kind of like a break from academics, and most schools don't do this where you get to learn your uh, about your students more. And, like, you know, our school is pretty small, so I think that's good because you get to know everybody really well, and it's a, a better community. Thomas Pedrosa, an 8th grade social studies teacher at Summit TAM, says it's not an easy process, but a necessary one. I think that it's really, really great that we can have time during the day that is that messy and emotional and just very vulnerable and real. Um, it's a space where the kids can bring their whole selves, you know, baggage and all, and we unpack it together. And sometimes it's a wreck, but always we're respectful and moving forward. Focusing on assessing habits helps teachers talk to students about the specifics of their mindsets and behaviors that are either helping them reach their goals or doing the opposite, keeping them from their goals. That when students are struggling and when we have to do a check-in with them, whether it's in class or after class, that's always the question to come back to. It's like, how are you growing or what is the need you have? How can I support you in that? So I, what I like about the habits of success is that it never feels, when I talk to a student, like it's punitive. Like you don't have this and the consequence is this. Both behaviorally or academically, that's never the case. It's always like, it's okay. Like this is a growth area for you. What can you do? And what can I do to get you there? Very difficult for seventh and eighth grade to articulate, but it's a great exercise for them to start doing that now. And for me, what I think matches up really well with is the idea of like, I know it's really popular right now, but talking about growth mindsets. And while it seems like a new buzz phrase, it really does have applicability here. The idea that this is about the growth and development of human beings. That's what habit successes do. It's not a matter of do you have it, do you not have it. It's these are examples of what we think you need to grow as both a human and as a student. So how can we get you there? And that's always the place where the conversation starts. So I, it makes a big difference in my practice because I feel like that aligns with how I see students, which are growing human beings. Mr. Pedrosa, the 8th grade social studies teacher, believes the most important thing an 8th grade student needs to learn is how to form valuable and healthy relationships, 
Navigating them is tricky, and he says it helps to have a shared language and common words they use or skills they need to develop. Habits of success is a useful framework for talking about skills that are really important, whether in building and maintaining healthy relationships, starting a new job, or putting yourself out there in the world. Skills like these matter, and being able to unpack them and talk about them in ways that make sense to kids is a huge part of the learning. For example, self-efficacy is one of the habits, like one of the building blocks. And so to be able to tell a student like what self-efficacy is, like the feeling that you can accomplish something, and then talking about all the things that go into that is a lot more powerful than saying, hey, you need to do this, or like you need to be better at this thing. Um, and so it gives the student, maybe not ownership right away, but at least awareness around like what the expectation is for them. And not only that, but how it's going to help them build relationships in the future. But how do you measure these kinds of habits or skills? One eighth grader, a soft-spoken girl named Sole, said every day she and her classmates set goals for themselves. We set like multiple goals. Like we set goals every day for ourselves in the classroom, like be respectful and like get your work done. When I asked her how her teacher measures if she's been respectful, she says it can be done both by reflecting on this herself and with her teacher's feedback, verbally or other, on a daily basis. Well, the respectful part is like mostly like either the grade, like there's a grade like norms and stuff, and they, they grade us on that. And then if we're not being cooperative in class or if we're not participating, then they'll tell us. And then sometimes they would say like, you're doing really good in class and stuff. Norms are an important part of Mr. Pedrosa's classroom. He sees his classroom as a community, a microcosm of our larger society. And because we're a community, we have three norms, and we read off the three norms together. Um, be supportive of one another in our words and actions, learn from mistakes, and make an honest effort. He says the only feedback he gives to his students are around norms. Are you living out the norms? Is this alive right now? Is this actually happening? Are you holding yourself accountable to these things? If not, then that's a conversation that I have with students. Um, sometimes we have to go over the slide three or four times a day, but we always make it through. According to Mr. Pedrosa, what use is big data if it's not measuring these habits? He can measure and track the progress of his students, not in numbers, but in his observations, his interactions. How can his students be successful in eighth grade, 10th grade, college and beyond if they can't interact and connect with each other in positive ways? It's little things like how are you engaging people socially? If I have, a, like, there was a kid who every single time he seemed to engage other students, it was begun negatively. And so we talked about how can you have neutral interactions to start a social interaction. And that's a really, like, it's a weird thing when you think about data. Like, that doesn't fit in a spreadsheet. And it's not something that you can track with regularity. And it's not something that I myself alone or anybody on their own can be responsible for. But... That's like, to me, that's data. That's what, that's what matters. The ultimate goal at Summit is to prepare students to be citizens of the world with skills and habits that transcend any one subject and that can be used in any setting, classroom, boardroom, living room, and beyond. Using habits of success is one way they are getting there. <laughs>